Good evening, ladies. I am now recording a little talk that I had this morning with all of you because it went over so well, and I feel like it's chizik. So since it's something of chizik and we all need our own tzchios, I want to share with you what we spoke about today. As we all know, life right now is not so normal. And we've heard a lot of speeches, what they people attributed to, and uh, all kinds of things like that. And we have Pesach in the middle, which always makes things more complicated. Um, people's parnas is being affected. And of course, everybody's anxious about the health situation. There's, there's aspects of loneliness that many people have to deal with. And there's also aspects of crappedness for other people. People are in homes with people they don't even want to be at home with. So everyone is being on all sides tested, if you want to pull it. And then there's people that maybe not cramped and they don't, they're not alone, but they're sandwiched in between people that are not well and that are alone or people that are having it hard. Everyone is somehow being tested in our community. And a lot of people have spoken about what the causes were, and that's for the Gedalim, the Rosh Hashivas. But I thought as a woman, maybe we could share some ideas on how to cope. And I have some things that I heard I want to just share with you today and some things that people told me. So I have said things I've said in the past at previous lectures, and then we'll hopefully come up with some conclusions and some great ideas to think about to give us physics at a time like this. First of all, the idea of being alone. Rabbi Victor Miller, who should rest in peace, mentions that Moshe Rabbeinu, which is so timely, coming close to Pesach, our, our first redeemer, the Hela Gamash Rabbeinu, was a fugitive for 40 years. We don't hear about him until he was 80 years old in Torah. Why was he a fugitive? Victor Miller said, of course, you know, uh, he had to be, of course, he had to run away from all the people after his life because he tried to uh, stop an, uh, somebody from hurting a Jew. But the Chayvaz Lavavas tells us, Chayvaz Lavavas says, sometimes when a person is forced to be alone, he should not be influenced by people talking about all kinds of vanities of this world and get distracted from his true mission. You know, we've been distracted. We all get many, many, many distractions. Our whole life is a test. And Hashem in his great kindness sometimes pushes a button and says, you know what? I want you to get to Olam Haba. I don't want anything to get in the way of your getting to Olam Haba. And the way I'm going to do that is that I don't want you to get distracted. None of the other things that people are running after, none of the luxuries and the designer names and all the things that people are talking about a mere two and a half weeks ago are out of our lexicon right now because we're focused on what, what life is about. Also, we find that when we are alone like this, we learn to appreciate people. At the onset of this whole epidemic, Rav Chaim Kanievsky Shlita, our Gadol Hador, tells us that the whole thing is similar to an idea of a Mitzorah that has to leave the camp of Israel and be isolated. Perhaps we didn't speak nicely about people, and now we're dying for people, dying for human contact, dying to see another human face. Uh, and those that are cramped with a bunch of kids, they're dying to see a different human face. Or a cramp with a relative, maybe they don't get along with, God forbid. Also dying to see a different human face. In any case, people are dying for humans. Human beings. So teach us 
Maybe we're faulty in the way we treated our human beings. Rav Lowy spoke yesterday and he mentioned that everyone says that, um, that this whole sickness comes from the spread of, you know, of, of a sputum or a saliva from our mouths that you know, can have contact with another person. That's what Lush and Hara can do. We don't know the power of a word, how it can affect the whole universe. It's interesting that this is called universally covered. COVID is what the name of this epidemic is, COVID. Some people say COVID-19, we didn't have enough COVID for the Shemon Esrei, but in fact, COVID, COVID of Rias, COVID of, COVID is COVID of other people. To appreciate people. But there's another reason why being alone is very effective. Masil Sisham tells us, and more precious than anything else is being alone. And David Amalekh already mentions how precious being alone is by saying, Who could give me wings like a bird, like a yona, like a dove? I'll, I'll go fly around. In other words, it's time to reflect. In Mitzrayim, one of the, the, the ploys of power, what he had in mind was, don't let people have time to think. Don't give time people, to people to ponder. Because if you think, you may start remembering what you're in the world for. We, we sometimes forget that our body is, is, is a temporary being. As we were told many places, uh, we say this usually Rosh Hashanah time, that uh, a person at the end of life loses their body and their neshama, whatever they made of themselves, is what, what comes to Shabbayim. Hashem is doing us a big favor and he's coming us face to face, stripping us of all the unessential things in our life to make us aware of what are we doing with our lives, which focus our life is. We shouldn't find out at the end of our lives what we're supposed to have been thinking about before. We need time to think. What do we think about? It's interesting. It's not for naught. We believe this is a scream from Hashem because it's so loud and clear all over the world. Obviously, Hashem talks to us. It says, every pianist in the world comes to the Jewish people. Now, you know, some of the Jews are going to say, yeah, you see, a lot of Jews are dying. It's, it's, but truthfully, in, in, in reality, this epidemic, even though it's, it's horrible, they say, you know, compared to the number of people that contract the disease, some people die, it really is a small percentage of people that actually passed away from this disease. It really is, but where everybody's terrified because it's so contagious and it's, it, you know, it spreads and it gets around everywhere. But any, any problems that happen in the world happen because of the Jewish people. In fact, the guy, in fact, many places are blaming us to the point where people are actually talking in other religions about perhaps the Jews have to repent. Now, I don't think we're, we, you know, and people say maybe they use the mikvah, maybe they were going to Minyan. There's stories I'm hearing here in Toronto, stories of people that were not social distancing, and yet uh, there's nothing happening to them. And, and they said B'nai Brock is exemplary. Once they caught on to what was going on, they're exemplary in the conduct that they have for, the, for, for Kalal Yisrael and how they're distancing themselves and behaving according to all the appropriate uh, things put into place. I don't think the Jews are any more lax than anyone else. It's just Hashem is one. We didn't get the message when it was in Italy and Spain. So now Hashem is trying to tell us that there's something we have to learn. And that thing is the, 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 the positive aspects of being alone, the time to think, time to appreciate people. 
And thirdly, another thing we have to learn from this, I mean, there's many lessons, of course, that, that have been spoken about, but I'm just talking about us as women. Emuna. Our situation parallels Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim very much. Because it's, in fact, with the Seder, the Rambam says, A person has to see himself as if he himself left Egypt. And we're going to feel that way. Often we remember Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. We don't remember Hashem put us there to begin with. That's really what we're experiencing. We're like experiencing Shibu Mitzrayim right now. And, you know, we're, 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 we have all these restrictions and, and the fear and all the other things that are going on. A lot of people have a, a tremendous anxiety. Our lives have been turned upside down. But here's a vort that I saw a favor by Scheinberg, Sitzel. He brings down from Simchazitzel and Kelm. Interesting, if you look in Parsha's bow, when Vaishra Benu had to approach the people and tell them, you know, it, it, was, it was supposed to, uh, Shem tells Vaishra Benu rather, tells him, go to Paro, and when you go to Paro, tell him, take my, my Jewish people out of Egypt. What does my Shurbanu do? I'm pretty sure Hashem commanded them this as well, but I didn't have a chance to research it because I, didn't, I myself, I'm, you know, in the middle of my own uh, stuff going on. We're also all getting ready for Pesach. You can look it up. We can see ourselves if it was directed from Hashem or just Moshe. But in any case, my Shurbanu, when he's told to go to Paro, 911, urgent. The Jews have suffering. We have to go to Mitzrayim. What does my Shabbat do? He goes to the Am. He tells them you have to believe in Hashem. I'm Pakot Pakadati. I'm the person who you 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 know who's going to take you out. Don't worry, my friend. Don't worry. Some we'll, we'll modernize the analogy that there's some because it's the last. Imagine you see somebody Hashem needs an emergency. You call nine one one. You're not going to go up to the person and say, my friend, it's going to be fine. Don't worry. Why does my Shabbat take the time? The, 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 the tremendous importance of the time right now they could have spent, you know, going to Paro and getting them out of there of, of Egypt. And instead he goes and spends the time to comfort Clydesdale because at the end of the whole episode, when he goes to Clydesdale and he shows them signs that he's the, he's the Moshia, it says, Vayamen Ha'am, and the nation believed. Says of Simchazizel, nothing good can happen to someone unless they first employ Amuna. person has to know that without Amuna, nothing good is going to happen. Because, says of Scheinberg, it says in Shir Hashirim, Domad my, my beloved is like a, a deer. You know, deers used to be my favorite animal because they were so soft and gentle and everything. But then if you ever have an uh, incident with a deer, or besides, God forbid, somebody crashing into one on the highway. Um, the um, deers are petrified of people. They won't have any contact. They keep running away from you. So, too, we're supposed to believe that a person, when they are in the situation of, just one second, I'm going to make something view different here. When a person is in a situation where they see that, that, that um, I'm trying to get the right. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Which way do I look? This way. This way. This way. Okay. When a person's in a situation where they see, no, well, wait, let's screen again. One minute. Okay. There we go. Okay. When a person's in a situation where the uh, where they're like Hashem likes to pretend with them, plays hide and seek like a deer. You know, the deer hides. 
Hashem likes to hide from us because he wants to give us reward for Amuna. We're put through tough times because Hashem wants us to seek him out and to say, I believe in you, Hashem, even though right now it's, it's not all good. I don't see the good, but I believe in you. And then the Yeshua comes from that. You know, we're in the Gullus of Sinas Chinam. This Gullus, uh, we're told, Sinas Chinam says the Vilna Goyen comes from a lack of Amuna and Bitochem. Trying to see which way to look to look straight. Okay. Now, the often we look about, you know, we look at the situation of uh, of, of being in this gullus, and we look about, you know, we have to get out, and the CSK is trying. We focus on the Asiya, but who put us into this to begin with? Story, famous story about Noah Weinberg, There was once. A boy that was picked up at the Kosel, and they t- he, they asked him if he's interested in Judaism. He said, "Yeah, okay." Took him to Eishat Torah. They said, uh, "Do you want a better relationship with God?" And he said, "I have the gre- best relationship with God." But I was riding my um, 13 speed uh, mo- mountain bike. And I was on a trail, and it was winding around. And then I got to a point where I was like near a cliff, and I had a choice: either to crash into a car or go off the cliff. He said, I didn't want to harm any human life. So I veered towards the cliff. And lo and behold, there was an overhanging branch, like jutting out of the um, mountaintop. And his bike just fell right into that, you know, right into the branch. He just crawled off, dusted himself up. And he said, look, Hashem loves me. God loves me. Rav Noah Weinberg asked him, it's true God loves you, but why did he give you that crisis to begin with? God loves us, obviously. He, as long as we're here, we have a purpose. But why did it happen to us? Why? Why are we put into this test? And one of the purposes, anything in life, is really for us to have a Muna. That's the bottom line of everything. Oh, it's hard mitzvah, says the Rambam. The whole purpose is to have a Muna. They say that last week the Italian prime minister was crying on public television saying, it's all up to God. He was saying, it's only God now. We as Claudius have to realize the same thing and not attribute it to this, that, and the other. And we have to realize that, that Hashem is testing us and he wants us to reach out to him and make a relationship with him. And that's what's good. When someone's alone, they have yichud. Yichud is, you can't have uh, a bad re- relationship with someone unless there's yichud with someone. I shouldn't call it bad because we're husband and it's, it's beautiful. But I'm saying yichud enables a, a close relationship. You know, you're stranded with somebody somewhere. You could become good friends afterwards. Stranded in an airport, stranded somewhere. You have a long time with somebody. That's how you can grow to to appreciate them and get to know them. And that's what Hashem wants from this time that we're secluded. And even if a person is not secluded, even if a person is jam-packed with kids all over the crawling over their head, in a way they are alone because they can't do whatever they want. And they have to reach out to Hashem and realize that Hashem is running the show. Now, so we've, we've talked about time to think, thinking of Amuna, and that's really what the Yitzhiya Spitzrayim is. It's, that's the Chag of Amuna, and we're supposed to have Mashiach and, and Nisan. But how do we achieve all this? So I'm going to base these things on different things that I've heard, and hopefully we're going to apply them the right way. First of all, the Pasuk in Echa, Kumi Roni Balayla, get up and be grateful in the night. And that refers to the Chorban. Rav Shem Shem Pincus says that when people 
go through hard times, the first thing they have to do is to apply the Simcha machine. The reason for that is because Simcha, the, um, it says Hashem Silcha. There's another idea, and that is that Hashem acts as your shadow. The way you act, if you believe Hashem, you're all good, and you can only do good, then Hashem will act in kind to you. You know, unless there's some other gzera hanging over someone's head. Victor Miller says that if a person goes through Saras, the first thing you should say, I'm sorry, if he hears about Saras, the first thing a person should say is, Baruch Hashem, it wasn't me. Now, it's interesting. It sounds very self-centered to talk like that. Baruch Hashem, it wasn't me. You should first say, Hi, Hashem, help this person. But we have to realize we're selfish people. And the self needs to hear gratitude. How much negative things do we hear all the time? That's why most of our Rabbanim and Gazellam saying, don't listen to the news too much. The news is very depressing. The news is meant to be negative. I heard in Lakewood, Lakewood Scoop, they're sponsoring a whole idea of just having good news spreading around. Because the truth is, Victor Miller says, when you hear bad news, which is what they sell papers with, or, uh, you know, they, they make money by everyone wants to hear the latest horrible news. But good news is far greater than the bad is in, in, in quantity and in quality. You know, there's, there's so much good out there that we take for granted. You know, we, 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 and, and, and now this doesn't come easy. We're not, we're not so appreciative by nature. And, you know, I, I'm the first to admit that I could be probably number one fetch. But we're supposed to be a hypocrite if we have to be. Be a hypocrite. We should just say all the time, Baruch Hashem, it's wonderful. Everything's great. We have to talk like that. Because, first of all, how can we insult our creator who gave us everything we own by saying this wasn't good and that wasn't good. There's so much we, do we thank enough? Do we ever thank enough? We never can end with, with, with the amount of thanks that we owe Hashem. That's, and that's really the way to connect. Isn't that true? The way you connect with somebody is by appreciating them. And how can we appreciate Hashem for always focusing on all the negative things that go around? And say for Orchas Yosher, I heard this on the Bitachin hotline, that there were two from Rechaim Kanievsky Shlita, there were two people traveling, and um, it says, from Medra, she brings down. And these two people traveling, the Malachamavas came to visit them, and one traveler said, I'm going to give Tzaka. Tzaka tatsil me mother. Give Tzaka, Hashem's going to help me. And Tzaka, he was saved, he was spared from death. The other person did not give Tzaka. Malachamavas was about ready to visit him, and he says, he pleads with him, just let me praise Hashem for a few minutes before I pass away. No ulterior motives. He just wanted to praise Hashem. He said, I owe him so much. The Malcolm Love spared him in the end. There is a big thing. It spares us a lot of grief if we are grateful and we relate to Hashem through good times or even when it's bad times, but we relate with a big heart and a happy heart. It can spare us a lot of grief and God forbid having to go a different way. So praising Hashem even when we don't feel it. Now, what, what's expected of us is you can't, it's some people by nature are happier. It depends on their background, nurture, nature, all kinds of stuff. That's not what we care about as Torah Jews. We care about how hard you try. So we can't grade people on a scale of how they perform versus their friends. It's how hard they themselves try to bring that happiness into their universe and make themselves happy. Another way to apply this whole thing of being happy and, and, and trying to work on that is Midos work. The people that don't have, aren't all alone. <laughs> there is, you know, people jump out, feeling all cramped in this place with each other, 
everyone's crawling all over each other by now. People are snapping. People are feeling, you know, upset. We have, Midos is also a question of Amuna. Amuna is being positive and Amuna is working on your Midos. Person gets angry. It's like we're saying that Hashem didn't do it right. We have to believe if this person just pushed our buttons, then obviously Hashem wanted them to push our buttons. And that's why we said the Vilna Gaon says that Sinas Chinam is really a lack of Amuna. Sinas Chinam is a lack of Amuna. Person of Sinas Chinam, why are you upset at your friend? It's Hashem that pushed my buttons, not the, not the friend. The friend was the, the vehicle. If it wouldn't have been this person, it would have been someone else. Chavis Olavava says that for a person, if they want to be free of worries, the way to do so is by having betachem. I used to always wonder about this. And if you look at it, this exact lashon of the Chavis Olavava, I always wondered about this because I thought to myself, some people just seem so chilled out. And they're not learning Sifrei betachem. They're not, you know, he's saying the only way, Chavis Olavava says, the only way to be free of worries is to have betachem. So I thought to myself, you know, in my experience with, I'm not saying this is across the board, but my little experience in, my, in life, people I know that were free of worry either had other people handle things for them in their life, maybe the pecking order, they were the youngest or something like that, or they just, they, they say, you know, I'm not going to worry, I'm going to just chill out, but that doesn't mean they're handling and coping with life. That means that that's how they cope with life. It's better, it's, it's, it's a better way to cope because they're um, at least not, but we're told by the Briskarov, he says, a person should know what he's facing. He doesn't have to be naive. Let's say a person has a hardship. He shouldn't think that it's nothing. That's ridiculous. That's not bitachon. Bitachon means to realize something's tough, and yet, and yet, Hashem is holding me. Hashem is holding me. I'm not alone. That's true bitachon. Bitachon is not not knowing anything and just living state of bliss. That's not bitachon. Not bitachon. Unless a person works on himself for a long time and finally gets there. Hashem cares about how much we try. Bezrav Nassim Vachvogel Shimshon Agibor had the unique situation where after his death, posthumously, for 20 years, the Plishtim were terrified of, of Klaistrol and his merit. Why? Because he was lowered to such a degree, he was blinded. They made him, they, he was weakened. He had nothing left. And they said, Remember me, Hashem, and strengthen me. Let me just do one more action to destroy the Plishtim, to, to destroy the enemies of the Jewish people. When a person is in a low state, then a person can actually get more in Shemayim. They're considered higher in Shemayim than a person who has it easy. What does that mean? Rav Yerucham Zetzal, Rav Yerucham Lubavitz once said, in his day, there were already less and less yeshiva bacharim that were really, you know, doing it right. And he said, any bachar today that learns Torah is a madrega of Akiv, Rav Akiva Eger. Because Hashem judges you according to the, the world you live in. Today we live in a world of filth and all kinds of horrible things surrounding us, the tithes, everything. And yet if we persevere, we're given tremendous reward. And if a person perseveres and they didn't have such a great family background or whatever it may be, you give reward for how hard you try. Like, it, you know, we look at some people, they're not anxious at all. And a lot of people are anxious right now. I, from what I have my perch, I think a lot of people are, are anxious, whether they express it or don't express it. 
our whole world has been turned upside down. It's a whole difference. You know, you, you, you normally would never have to work this way. The Rambam says, usually a person goes in the middle path. And here, all of a sudden, you're forced to, your whole life is turned upside down. Of course, people are anxious and nervous. And how are we supposed to achieve something when we used to do things step by step? I remember a famous Marshal Ravelia Lapian gives when you're climbing a ladder, you only go rung by rung. You don't, you can't just jump steps in a ladder or you'll fall on your face. You have to go step by step. So all of a sudden now we're forced like to, to have different lifestyles, all of them be different people. And there are truths. We're never going to be the same again. We're never going to be the same again after this. I, I'm sure of it. But how do you do that? So I heard of a board from Elimel Biederman, Shlita. He was saying that there's a Gemara, I believe in Baba Kama, where it says that when there's a Magepa, you should walk on the side of the street. And the, yeah, on the side of the street. But when there's a normal time, you should walk in the middle of the street. Now, that doesn't apply to traffic rules. What does he mean? So he's, he brought down one of the Rishonim, I think it's the Rash Bash, I think it was, who says that normally a person is supposed to go in the middle path. Like you're not too angry, you're not, not angry at all, you're not too much of a stingy person, but you're not too generous. You, you can't force yourself to go to the ultimate extreme of something. Because you're not, you know, you could try to go the opposite, rather, but you're aiming for the middle. That's the perfect balance. He says that when there's a magepa, you have to be extreme. You have to be extreme in two things. One, in taking care of yourself. And the second thing is extreme simcha. You have to have extreme simcha. So the simcha comes from bitachan. It comes from extreme, like we don't feel like dealing with a certain child that may be difficult. Well, now we have to. Like it or not, we have to put the best mitos, the patience, everything forward that we maybe didn't feel we had the reserves for before, but obviously this is what is called for from us from today. Now, interestingly enough, Rabbi Rucham also mentions uh, from Rabbeinu Yonah, he says a person's first avoda is usually supposed to be gaiva. You're supposed to be proud of yourself. And you do it with kids, it's important to give them a lot of compliments. And once they're a certain age, they can be more humble. It, most of people say in our generation, we need a lot of positive boost. We really do. So when we're, when we're supposed to give covet to other people, and Chaim Kanievsky says we're supposed to be humble and not speak Lashem Hara, how can you be humble? So when we talk on outline, he said an interesting idea. He got from his Rebbeim. That means it, being humble means to to, to feel more for other people, like to try to focus on other people's uh, positive qualities. And if you see your friend has this, somebody that you don't like so much, you see they have this phenomenal quality, that's what needs to be humble today. Not to minimize yourself, because as it is, we minimize ourselves too much. Oh, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? We're important. As long as we're here, we have work to do. And we have work to do despite the challenges that we're in right now. One of the challenges being that um, having a Muna and they're working on our Midos. And one of the things that stands in our way is we don't believe in ourselves. We have to believe if we're here, we have a mission. And you don't always feel so good in this mission. We're not always feeling so positive about things. You sometimes feel like, what am I accomplishing? There's so much going on or there's so much not going on. It can be very depressing. It can be very ang anxious, you know, anxiety provoking. What are we supposed to do in this situation? Rabbeinu Yaina says in Shari Tshuva, Shari Sheni, that Musar Hashem Yisparach L'tayvah Ta'adam, when Hashem afflicts us, it's only for our good. He wants us to either 
to get rid of our virus, to wipe out our sins, or he wants for us to do tshuva. That's why we go through things. But sometimes when we go through these things, there can be a feeling of, I'm not accomplishing anything. I don't daven the way I used to daven. I have things on my mind that are bothering me. I'm distracted. It's, it's, I'm just not feeling it. I heard a vort, my son told me, Shlita from Uren Reich, Shlita the Rosh Shiva in, in Lakewood, he mentions, about Yosef. The same word, wording is used in describing Yosef being in the house of Potiphar and Yosef being in jail. By Hisham, and interesting by he could be Shem Havaya, you know, the God's name, that Shem was with him when he was in his master's house. He was second to Potiphar, he likes the trusted servant. And then Hashem was with him when he was in jail. Now, what is the point that we're learning from that? The point that we learned from that, that Yosef dedicated himself, whether it was times of good or times of plenty, or bad rather, times of bad. Now, whether it's good or bad, Yosef was the same Yosef. Now, does it mean he had the same feelings? Obviously not. Obviously not. You can't feel the same way <coughs> when you are going through hard times. When we find that Yosef was in his master's house, he was treated, you know, decently, he worked for him and everything. Um, he did his work. And then, and, and, and then when he got into jail, he also did his work. Now, what, what was missing? wasn't anymore with Tata. It wasn't with Yaakov Avinu. It was probably, he could have thought all the time, I would, I would rather be with my father right now. I'd rather be there. I'd be learning more Torah. I would be growing more as a person. But we don't know what's good for our growth. We think sometimes the best thing for our growth would be, you know, that we should be feeling it. But sometimes the test is there's darkness and we don't feel it. And the question is, how hard do we try when things are dark? When Moshe Rabbeinu approached the, nah, the burning bush, it says he was thoroughly roast. He was curious. He wanted to investigate. Why was this bush burning, but it wasn't consumed? And Rabbi Wazinski tells us, Hashem tells him, take off your shoes. Take off your shoes because the place you're standing is holy. Meaning, don't contemplate now. If you see something that impacts you, do your best. Do your best. The place you are is holy. I know you'd rather be in shul. You'd rather be Yom Kippur and feeling that the chazan davening and everything. But that's that's what Yosef did. And we're told that um, the, 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 the Spas Emma says that the fact that, well, my son's heard this from Rav Yaakov David Turchin, that uh, if a person, if, if, if the Spas Emma says, brings on a medrash, that Yosef was spared jail he could have been in jail even longer, in the merit that he served Potiphar with all his heart. And what's so great about serving Potiphar with all your heart? You should serve your father with all your heart, serve some holy Jew with all your heart. He felt wherever God put him, he put all his energy. That's where he put himself. That's where he placed his, his energy. That's a lesson for us to learn about how Hashem is trying to, you know, whenever we go through anything, if there's a purpose in it. Hashem wants us to repent for our virus. He wants to wipe away our virus. And when we go through these hard times, we have to put our very best energies forward. Because that continues the Rabbeinu Yonah and says, if we don't go 
and learn something from these times when Hashem is, so to speak, screaming at us and telling us messages that we have to internalize. What, what, you know, that almost as if this calamity was for nothing. Why do we have to endure such sorrows? There's something we're supposed to change. We can't be the same people that we were before. We can't be. We have to change. We have to have more emunah bitachon. We have to be more positive. And, and of course, and give yourself slack if you're feeling anxious or if you're feeling depressed or nervous or whatever it may be. Of course, your whole life has just changed. You're, of course, you've got to give yourself slack. And to be perfect is not what Hashem wants. He wants the effort. That's what he cares about. It's a time to contemplate. It's a time to work on our meters. And time, even like the Italian prime minister realized, there's only one Hashem. Just going to end off with one more thing. You know, we're going to say, two more ideas. We're going to end off saying that the Haggadah is so applicable to us. First of all, Mabi, Kesh, Love, and Harami. Look what Love and wanted to do to us. We didn't even know about it. There's a lot of anti-Semitism spreading. They think the Jews caused this. And we, of all people, we're not unhygienic and we're not, you know, not into the social distancing. And yet Hashem is, is doing this to us to, to, to make us, uh, hold us up there. It's very applicable, this Haggadah this year. We are in the middle of Shebut Mitzrayim and we want to get out. And then we say what either Kos, I think, Ravi or Shlishi, I don't remember, it says, Al Gula Seinu Sheinu. It's a theme echoed throughout the whole Haggadah that Hashem, we want, we want a freedom of spirit and freedom of physical freedom. And does, isn't that what we're asking for this year as well? We want to go to Shul again. We want to be able to hear Kriya Satora again. We want to be able to be in the street and see our friends again and really appreciate our fellow Jew like we never did before. There's another spin that we have to keep in mind, and that is, I heard from Rabbi Nachum Nissel Shlita. He says, you know, whatever we're going through today, it still is nothing in comparison to the Holocaust. We're in our own beds. We have, you know, at least certain creature comforts, like a major creature comforts says about the Kleisenberger Rebbe. The Kleisenberger Rebbe is a godel admaid, Amish, a mensch, didn't eat tarfus the whole, the whole war years. He's also a person that uh, is such a gibor. He said he didn't cry the whole Holocaust, except at the very end, when the Americans took over and, and you know, redeemed the DP camps. He broke down to tears because he said, we suffered so much. We didn't get Mashiach out of this. We have to look at this too. Besides working on ourselves, and this all is to make us closer to Hashem and develop ourselves as, as Jews and as people, we also should realize, we have to say that with fervor when we say that in Shvan Asrei. The whole thing, it would be in vain. We want Hashem. Don't, let's not say we want to go back to the way we were before. We want Mashiach. We want Mashiach now. That's what we want. We want the base of Migdash. That's in back of me. I want the future base of Mikdash to come in Amenu. It came through, through great suffering. We have great suffering. Usually something great is going to come out of it at the end. According to Shalom Shwadran, I believe, I'm not certain, and of Army Bells, they both said that we, you know, they say four-fifths of the Jewish people are supposed to pass away before Mashiach. They held that that already happened in the Holocaust. So I don't know what every single God says about that. I just happen to know those opinions just to make us feel it doesn't mean we're the next group, God forbid. You know, we don't know what's going to be. And Hashem can change anything in moments. And there was a huge Holocaust already. Maybe we're meant to see Mashiach. And maybe we should daven for it. And because what is the main idea of Mashiach? Hashem, everyone will appreciate the first time that Hashem will be the central figure in their life. Won't be a sidebar. 
after all my entertainment is over, I have time for you, Hashem. It'll, Hashem will be the main thing in our life. I thank you so much for listening. I wish you a hot kosher for Sameach. Let's come out of this strong. Let's come out of this strong. Let's all be different people from this. We should have Yeshua's, Rafuas, the Hamas, and Bidin by Shlishi. Bimheir, the Amenu, Amen.